Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never, ever, ever played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk a sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour. This week is going to be a little bit somber, as it is the broken episode. We have a lot to talk about today, from broken teams to broken people to broken players. <laughs> it's going to be hard today, so buckle up, get a box of tissues, get a big blanket, and maybe some wine. Because we're going to be talking about things that make everybody upset. All right. With that, Shreyas, give us the one positive in this. Give us the one beacon of light in this abyss of darkness and brokenness. Give us those weekly highs. The weekly highs. Max, uh, I don't know how to respond, but I will start by saying <laughs> that, you know, for for getting colder into November here in New England, uh, had some pretty good weather today. And I did what people might consider unorthodox, and it might be kind of a hot take, but I took advantage of the weather by putting up my christmas lights today oh wow and okay and i'll say this it's like normally i would be a fool and i would wait until like post thanksgiving yeah post thanksgiving which by that time right a normal day at 1 p.m is going to be like 25 degrees 20 degrees and I'm not going to be able to think and plug things together and be like, oh, this is like, you know, I need, you know, this needs to go any higher. I'm going to be like, toss it on a tree and jump ship. Get out of here. Right. I see. So I was like, oh, it's like in, it was like in the low 50s, mid 50s today. Nice sun. And so I did it. I did it in early November. And mm. I don't know how people feel about it. I don't know. I've seen people like do lights around now and they like just have it done. And although... Some people might be like, no, you got to wait. Like, you got to do the holidays in order. You got to, you know, finish. It's Halloween, Halloween. then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's, then Valentine's Day, then St. Patty's Day, then Easter. (laughs) All right? Easter. You don't don't put Christmas before Halloween. Then the free slushy from 7-Eleven. And then, you know what I mean? Oh, that's the good holiday. I like that one. (laughs) So like, so, you know, it could be a hot take people, uh, people may be like, eh, sure. What the, what the hell are you doing, dude? You know, yeah, what, are you, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Wait for the holidays, man. But so you're feeling good. What but you're I telling feel me good. is that you feel good because it was warm enough where you're like, this is pleasant. I'm not suffering while putting up these Christmas lights. Oh, hundred percent. And, and now it, they're up. They're up. It felt good to break convention and mm, the regime, yeah. the regime you know you, that is yeah. society. And it's mm-hmm. norms. Amen. Yeah, you're you're taking down the patriarchy. Oh, one Christmas light oh, at a time. Saint Nick wow. is my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Trace, is there anything else I can get for you? <laughs> Not at the moment. Oh, you okay. get some cold this year. <laughs> How about that, Saint Nick? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, I've been good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so it felt good to it felt good to get outside do that and then just be done with it and then 
you know, when it's comes time to it, I can just plug the timer in and then boom, like I don't have to worry about lighting up my house in mm. 10 days, even though we just put it on a couple bushes and call it a day. I just felt good to do it in warm weather. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a pretty good eye. Yeah. And now we're going back to the lows. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the lows. So for my personal low this week, um, well, you know, I remember talking about how people would scratch me. You know, from time to time playing basketball out here in my new new state, new home. Ugh. And uh, we got something even better than your cat scratches all up my forearms. We have, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. We have broken our nose. My nose is broken. Ugh. It is cracked, shattered right down the middle. However, it is not displaced. But yesterday... Yeah, yesterday. I, I was swear, basketball. I swear, yeah. Max, before you start, I swear, I'm pretty sure we literally, like, the episode before this happened, we, or at least two, maybe one or two episodes before, we ju- we talked about how people are, like, when they, like, target you when yeah. you try to go up, for, when you try to go up in the paint and stuff, and they just hack you all the time, and they push you down because they think, oh, this kid's tall, he can take it. And you're like, or, or they say, or they say, no easy buckets. I I yelled at a kid the other day because he he would just bear hug me, and I I yelled at him. I was like, this is I, I was like, you have to stop. Like if if you get beat, if I if I beat you and I can get an open shot, like you need to just let me go because if you grab me and I'm up in the air or anybody, not even just me, you grab me and I'm up in the air and then you pull me down and I don't expect it, I could break my ankle. Yeah. If my angle's weird, if I'm not anticipating being on the ground, so when you think that you're doing anybody a favor you're actually putting a lot of people at risk if somebody's in the air don't touch them and the other thing too is when you're playing pickup you don't have the advantage of an like a pro player when you get beat and get fouled of any reward as a part of that foul so it's (laughs) like the pain is the reward (laughs) yeah so it's like so it's like the defensive player gets all the leverage by fouling you and then making you reset so you don't get the point you would have gotten whether it's a free throw whether it's the two-point shot if you didn't make it and you have to start over in a half court setting which is like if it's like a fast break it's ridiculous it's so stupid which is like the way you gotta what you have to play like in pickup but the fouling like you know how like they want to take the take fouls out of the NBA, they gotta take freaking take fouls out of p- pickup, dude. They're so stupid. <laughs> They're so stupid. Well, Stray, I I couldn't have said it better myself, but yeah, my nose is decidedly broken. It's very swollen. It hurts a lot, and uh, yeah, Gosh. not fun. Not a fun injury. I bled. I so basically just quick synopsis. Yeah, loose yeah. ball comes off the glass. I'm running for it. Go to grab it with two hands. Somebody's trying to reach back for it. This thick-ass forearm goes back as I'm coming in full speed. Pop! Right in the nose. I go down. Blood spurts everywhere. All over the basketball floor. All over my hands. And I, like, get up. I'm trying to, like, hold my nose together. I hear something. Like, I, like, squeeze it. And I kind of crack something back in. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think I reset it. I think there was just a piece that was, like, off. I don't know. I was a little, like, <laughs> yes. Sorry, anyways. Content no, no, morning. no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Gruesome injury. Um. So I walk to the bathroom. You know, one of the kids helps me. There's another kid who follows in. Uh, I'm like delirious. So the kid's like, "Hey, can I say a prayer for you?" Which I honestly thought was a nice gesture. Yeah. Um, and and one, I I literally I was gonna walk towards the front, and somebody said, "No, go around the back because if they see you, they're gonna shut down the court." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Let me uh not get to the bathroom quickly so that you can continue to play." My 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 bad. 
anyway. Um, uh, so what about the guy that actually like smacked you? Did he get, did he, he say anything? Uh, he, he, no, he apologized. He didn't mean to do it. You know, there's where I play. There's definitely some kids who like maybe would like the kid who popped the other kid's lip. He made a kid get stitches because he intentionally dropped his shoulder and threw his elbow right oh into a God. kid's face. And the day before, Shreyas, people were just fighting, like fighting with each other. And I walked out. I played one game in two hours. I stayed only because the the drama and the emotions were so high. I, I was like, for me, I was like, I'm not, I'm not waiting to play because I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. You're invested. And I, You're invested. I was invested in who was going to win. And I walked out and I like told the front desk, I was like, hey, if you guys are bored, uh, just go up to the basketball court. It's better than reality TV right now. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I walked out and I, you know, I drove myself to the hospital and, you know, sat there. The ER is a tough place, man. Yeah. It's, Wait, uh, were it's, you in the hospital by yourself? Did anyone come to see you or anything? Or? Uh, one of my one of my roommates, Ember, bless her soul. Uh, she came, dropped me off my headphones and a Gatorade, nice. which was freaking huge. Uh, and the hospital's actually probably a two minute walk from my house. So that's huge, too. That was great. Um. But yeah, I was I was bleeding all over the place for a bit, and then they go in. They didn't have to reset it, so it wasn't dislocated, wasn't displaced. Mm-hmm. It's just cracked. It's just broken. So um, yeah. So what did they give you to kind of combat the symptoms of a cracked nose? They <laughs> they, they just said X rays, and then they said ice it. They literally said ice it. They didn't give you like a some sort of break. Like, do they have like one of those braces? I don't know. No, I'm going to buy a mask. I'm taped up right now, but I'm going to buy a mask. A tape. That's that's the other thing I was thinking of. But dang. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to (laughs) be I made this joke when we were texting about it, but you're going to be masked max. I am. I'm but I'm also finding I'm in the market for a new place to play basketball. So, hey, listeners, if you're in the Phoenix area and you've got a league or like a friendly park that you go to, please let me know. Hit us up through our social media because I would love to not get hurt. I don't want to trade hospital bills for hoops. Like it's not, mm. it's not, it's not worth it for me. Um, but that's the thing is like I'm I'm out here today and I'm like oh well, I'd like to go play later. Can't do that. I don't know. Anyway, and it's, so and it's ridiculous. Like how? Like is it still? It's it's not as hot anymore, right? Or is it still pretty hot out there? No, no, it's it's cooled down for sure. Okay, so have you been? Have you thought about playing outside? Comparative to maybe that crowd would be less likely to try to kill you than a, a gym crowd. crowd yeah yeah um i would think so it's just outside if you've ever played outside before it takes a, a, a pretty solid toll on your uh them old joints it does so, it does it does that that's my only that's my only hindrance with that but yeah i, I i'm just gonna explore it so that's my weekly low so shrey enough about me let's get into the broken episode it's not just me that's broken. It's not just my freaking beak, my schnoz. It's <laughs> certain players and teams within the NBA. Now, let's talk about two of the biggest ticket items right now on yeah. the menu. Two players who had a plethora, a swath of drama surrounding them in their careers this offseason and this start to the season, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Neither mm-hmm. of them has reported or has been able to report for various reasons to active duty within their teams. So Trey, let's talk about this. Let's break it down. What is going on with Ben and Kyrie? Yeah. So what it looks like starting with Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons has been meeting with therapists and uh, mental health professionals 
that have been offered to him by the NBA Players Association. And the Sixers are trying to get him to meet with their like therapists and mental health professionals in an effort to get to a point where they can potentially clear him for basketball activities. So there's this kind of like added element that Ben Simmons doesn't want. So he continues to meet outside of the facilities because it only can help him because it prolongs him from being able to be say, Hey, you've been cleared. And then he can say, Oh, but I'm still getting help. So you can't really find me. (laughs) So that's what was happening. But as recent as yesterday, Ben Simmons got, had been starting to get fined because the Sixers have deemed him as eligible, eligible to get like eligible, but not in a sense of like he he should be able to get that help from the Sixers, and he's he's refusing to refusing do so. to do so. Right, exactly. Yeah. So because of that, they find him the game check for the game against the Pistons on Thursday. And that was a $360,000 game salary that he missed uh, because of that. And they said that they'll plan to continue finding him. And this is exactly from Woj, uh, his article yesterday. And they said they plan to continue finding him until he cooperates with team physicians on his mental health and fulfills his other basketball related obligations. Wow. So isn't that, I mean that right there. Yeah. Wow. So you have a guy who, and, 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 you know, I'm not going to, I can't make end all be all statements about this because it's mental health, right? Correct. You got to take it into account. Also happy national men's health month, gentlemen. Yes. You require help. This is not sponsored anyway, but like, if you need, feel like you need to talk to somebody or maybe, uh, let's, let's encourage to like get help, whether that's from a friend, family member, professional, like therapist, like just talking about certain issues is so so important there is no longer or let's no longer hold on to the stigma of like holding everything in trying to be stoic trying to have no emotions trying to be tough you know it does it does nobody any good and it can end up hurting yourself or other people around you so just if 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 it's feel like it's big small you know just just please talk to somebody drink some water take care of yourself i know it's not that simple but little steps start there anyway well said Anyway, so yeah, no, so so my point being is, is about Ben Simmons. It's hard when it's mental health stuff, but they're giving him the resources and the ability to use the resources, and they're encouraging him to use the resources of the team. That right. way they can start opening up that dialogue and having discussions about his career, his future with the team, because clearly they're not like kicking him off, no. right? They're not releasing him. They're not letting go of his contract because he's breaching it. They are fining him. Because he's not taking advantage of the resources and he's not like progressing in a way that they find suitable, which, again, is open to discussion. We're not really sure what is going on mentally with Ben Simmons. Right. And I I feel like both sides are valid in their concerns. Right. Ben's like, hey, this is my mental health. But the Sixers are like, "Okay, but this is also your job. So you kind of get into this gray area. Yeah. And it seems like where it breaks down, where they both obviously have their right to you know try to you know figure out what they need to do to get their side better right but Ben Simmons requires help he's getting help so that's his side and the team requires wants Ben Simmons to come back because it requires that helps them get better right so 
they both have that right to you know seek that opportunity but what seems to be breaking down is the communication between the two because ben is not providing any details from those meetings that he's having with mental health professionals with the team so he's kind of keeping that within himself right so he's getting this mental health assistance and because he's not providing any details of the meetings, any evaluations, any treatments, any consultations that he's been having uh, with any specialists arranged by the team, they feel that that is kind of a breach in their, you know, fine rescinding clay, like clause, that mental health clause that they have where if is there, if it's a mental health issue, they shouldn't be like, I think there's something about if there's a mental health issue, they can't be fined for it or anything like that in the new, in the new CBA. But, um, but because there's no communication and they're not, you know, getting closer to back basketball activities, the team feels that they can, you know, start this process of finding him over again. And right. It seems like for, for better or for worse on either side, that will, speed some process up like if if it means that ben simmons says like fine i'm gonna i'm gonna play but you're not you're not gonna get the best out of me and i'm whatever like i'm gonna get like is that, that better may- well let me ask you is that better than nothing is him just being on the court and maybe sucking eggs potentially mm. is that better than him not playing i'm not sure at the stage I'm not I feel sure either like, because the 76ers are seven and two. Yeah. And They're I feel like something work. I feel like also for Ben's sake, right? His value has already been determined. Yes. People may feel taken aback by this whole situation, but in a sense, people still don't take away what he brings to the NBA and brings to basketball, right? His defensive skill, his ability right. to, you know, drive. And like, obviously there's, there's well, just like you said Trey, lights, a couple episodes but... ago, is that he is the embodiment physically of a first round pick. And a lot yes. of his play has been the embodiment physically of a first round pick. Like he has yeah. produced numbers for a number of years. He's just over time not panning out and not having the victorious career that a lot of people anticipated. So, yeah, he he is incredibly talented physically. But your question was about his like mental state in terms of like applying himself to the game, applying himself to his job. Agreed. It's, yeah. It, and it, it's just tough. It's it's tough to think about. And it was more just about his growth in the game and that as as well as he'd been playing, right? He's been playing at an all-star level. We can stand here and debate whether, you know, he could have had one or two or all three, but he's an all-star. That's one thing. But was he increasing the chance of the Sixers to get to that championship level. And that's something that I felt that was left to be desired from his game in that I felt like more of the leadership was on Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers. And it felt like Toby and Bobby. (laughs) Yeah. And it felt like they needed a floor general in that point guard because they have the, they have good wings. They had the, you know, the, the foundation center, but they need a floor general to get them the ball. And it felt like with Ben Simmons, he just wasn't growing just with on the court stuff. I'm not talking about anything outside of that. It felt like he wasn't growing in his game 
as mm. good as he was. And that's what kind of what kept roadblocking them in the playoffs at some point. So it feels like, I don't know, since the Sixers are doing well, I don't know if it would help Ben Simmons to get to play before getting traded, knowing that they everyone knows how he could play if you know he wants to be somewhere and his mental state is correct. And it feels like the Sixers want to see what plays out with Tyrese Maxey and uh, Shake Milton and kind of seeing if that backcourt is enough to reproduce what they could do last season, at least, if not as a couple seasons before. We'll see. It's definitely the Sixers are definitely better off if they had a healthy Ben Simmons in the lineup focused everything. But it's probably not going to be like that. And it's probably going to lead to a trade before anything happens. So we'll see if mm. that happens this year. We'll see if that happens closer to the trade deadline when, you know, in January they can start trading players that have been signed over the offseason. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so rumors right now are circulating around. Teams looking to potentially trade. Uh, the names on the list are, I guess, the Phoenix Suns with a package around Chris Paul, the Pelicans, Kings, uh, Portland Trail Blazers, and the Timberwolves. I could see Ben making impact on a team like the Kings. Could see him making an impact on the team like the Timberwolves, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that actually the Timberwolves too would be a pr- pretty nice fit, I would say. Yet Ben at the one, Ant at the two. D'Lo's in and out, six man, whatever. Cat at the five. I uh, throw in, you know, Malik Beasley at the three, four. Yeah, yeah. I bad. would. So I, I say the Kings and the and the Timberwolves probably could get but the who, best packages. Yeah, um, I feel like if it was the Kings package, it would probably be around De'Aaron Fox, and mm-hmm. um, he's not having as great of a start of the year. Well, at all. Straight. Well, straight. Okay, let's just take a quick detour right now because there are we've seen a lot of superstars that are not having a great start to the year. Right. A lot. Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker. A lot of these guys are not shooting or playing like James Harden, man. I mean, a lot of these stars are not playing up to their level that they have literally just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I understand it takes time to warm up, but after an offseason, I mean, what do you think the issue could be? Do you I mean, I have no I have no idea. I'm really not sure with so many like top tier players just not hitting the mark. Yeah, I really think that it's this new rule that we talked about last week. And it was mm-hmm. it's not even just that they're not getting to the line, right? It, it it's the ability to get players into foul trouble and kind of attack it's you're not getting all those calls anymore it you're not getting the bailout calls that you know you make you if you make enough moves and get someone to bite like we're gonna give you the call yeah they're not getting those anymore and a lot of their games as kind of crazy as it sounds is based off of getting to the line first and then seeing the ball go through the net and being like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm warmed up. I've got, I can get my form right on the free throw and then I can kind of work out from there. But we're not, you're not seeing more than four or five free throw attempts per game for a lot of these star players when they're getting nine, 10. And like, obviously, you see the extended free throw numbers from like a Harden or a Booker in the past. So, well, yes, yes, yes. But two, also, Shreyas, 
just these stars shooting, their 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 open shot and slightly contested shot percentages are way down across the board. Yeah. Dame is shooting some of the worst of his career. Same thing with like Jason Tatum. Yeah. Starting off and just shooting terrible. And these are on open shots. So I, I agree with your point about the fouls. And I think that's hindering their overall like stats. But just their true shooting is like, wow. So do you think that this these new rules, if they remain in place, is going to help the league transition to more of a center forward focus and true for a true, uh, excuse me, not true forward, a center forward and true shooter focused league? Like if you're a guy who can just knock down shots, yeah, right? Take a Duncan Robinson, take a Steph Curry, guys who can just shoot, just shoot, right? Whether they're yeah. contested or not, just shoot. And then you, on the other side in the front court, you have like, you know, a Giannis type, a Christian Wood type, a Jeremy Grant type, and then like dominant centers. Like, do you think the league might take a transition into away from three level scorers into true shooters and dominant forwards? Yeah, I, th- I really think so. I think we saw that last week when I mentioned the top 15 free throw percentage or the free throw attempted players were centers or centers are power forward. So I feel like if you're not a dominant presence in the paint, whether or not it means you're getting to the line, like, you know what I mean? Like you're not kind of in there in the trenches trying to get those fouls and kind of working on that. Or if you're, if your shot's not falling, you're going to be kind of stuck in this middle, regardless of the type of player you are, where you're just not going to play great basketball. So the players, like you said, like, how we how we talked about Curry and like Tyler Hero that right now are looking they're they're hot from the field like because they can shoot you know and they mean? can hit their shots yeah, yeah like Harrison Barnes like Harrison Barnes has been hitting shots oh, and it's man. been working he's I know, 23 points though, a game even though he's a fraud but he but it's but you see how just hitting your shots regard like regardless of going to the line and you know boosting your stats and stuff People that are just hitting their shots and they're getting streaky hot, they're at the top of the scoring list. So it's it's like not yeah. only is you need to be like effective from kind of a mid-range and three-point game, if you're not also a dominant big man that's like, get, like basically getting hacked every time, you're not going to get enough to to look as good on the stat sheet, but then also be able to make some sort of effect on on the game from a, from an offensive side. That's why we've seen quite a few, what it seems like defensive battles, but it's really both, both teams just kind of suck from the field. Just (laughs) like people say, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 you're right. It's, it's that you're like, Oh, Oh, look at this defense. It's just, no, these guys who can normally hit their shots aren't hitting their shots. So I think going forward and in that transition to like dominant bigs and and true shooters, Mm -hmm. I think these superstars, I think all they have to do is just make a couple adjustments, right? Yeah. You take James Harden, for example. I mean, he is one of the best scorers that we've ever seen. Now he just needs to realize he's like, all right, I can't base my game off of drawing these fouls anymore. My hooking and my like, you know, pushing and my like bumping is not going to work, not going to get me to the line. So I just need to make my shots. And I think that's the same for all of these guys. Same thing with Dame. I mean, we know that he can make these shots. So once he realizes that and he's like, all right, I'm just going to shoot it then they're going to, I think they're going to pick up. And I think that transition and that adjustment is probably going to take them a couple more weeks, but by mid season, by early, early, like late, early, early, mid, 
if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By that point in the season, these guys that are starting off slow will be cooking. Oh, I'm, it's interesting when you mentioned James Harden because James Harden is actually shooting in terms of like field goals attempted. He's averaging the third, like the third, the fourth lowest field goals attempted average of his career. His so he first three, shoot. Yeah, yeah. His first three years, he averaged seven point six, eight point three, ten point one. He's averaging thirteen point six field goals attempt, like field goals a game, and that's like he's never been that low. So it's something where he's getting used to. Oh man, I feel like I'm not shooting well, so I'm just going to be a little more passive. And it's working for Brooklyn right now. They're on a streak, and it's mostly because he's playing well kind of all around where he, he he's he's you know he's able to pass the ball well kevin durant's making his shots joe harris has kind of woken up a little bit uh, but like you know what i mean like uh, i don't i don't know how much we how much we hate in a long term i'm assuming joe harris will go back to sleep at some point but <laughs> he's right now is like it's like yeah, he's up for class he's like <laughs> all right all right guys guys come on come on all right all right come on i've had my coffee i'm fine and then by lunchtime he's asleep again <laughs> Joe, Joe, it's your turn. Joe, you got to answer the question. Uh, 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 Joe, if you get this uh, right, the whole class gets an A. Uh, um, twenty-five, seventeen. We're in English. <laughs> We're in English. <laughs> That's my summation of the play playoffs last year with Joe Harris. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. If you answer this one question, the whole class gets an A. He's like. Mm. Mm. And I phone a friend. <laughs> All right, so Trey, let's talk yeah. about before. Okay, we have a couple other people that I want to talk about. A couple other broken souls. Right. I want to talk quickly about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is still not playing. Yeah. I mean, he's not. A, there was a potential hope that, you know, maybe the vaccine rules would be reconsidered. However, that is no longer the case with New York's new mayor. Uh, so. It looks like he will not he's just he's not coming back. Yeah, so it looks like from a couple days ago uh, uh, the mayor elect for New York City Eric Adams had made a comment saying that you know he would ch- he would look into the rules for unvaccinated individuals I guess from a from an indoor city official standpoint, indoor indoor facility standpoint. And it felt like that meant that he would look into facilities like the Nets facility and would Kyrie be able to play in New York being on that unvaccinated. And he retracted those statements and now he's putting it back on the NBA to say, and Kyrie to to come to a kind of a conclusion if they want to. A consensus, yeah. A consensus on if they want to, uh, figure out something and have Kyrie play again. But from what Adam Silver had said in the past, it looked like he would only be waiting for New York City to make that designation. He himself has said, we follow the rules of the city. You know, if if they're not vaccinated and they need to be vaccinated, then, you know, that's it. Like, we're, we can't, we're not going to, you know, make special designations based on players and stuff and the nets have said that too the nets have that's why Kyrie hasn't been playing is the nets have said we're not going to make you a 41 game per 41 game player this year 
and we just can't make you part time. Like that's that's just not how it's going to work. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and the Nets have really started to hit their stride. Um, they late, started yeah. off the season, well, of late, of late. They've they've won the last four out of five games. You know, they had kind of a tough start, and there's just no, you know, everybody was crying, ah, oh, they need Kyrie, they need Kyrie. You can't forget who's on that team, man. You can't forget who's on that team. And they've surrounded themselves with role players. I maintain that Patty Mills is a bucket. He's a great player. He's just got great game sense, and he sets up his stars when he has the ball. Uh, they're yeah. just—it's Kevin Durant. And my God, every—he just—he's so. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm he's like flabbergasted. He's unbelievable, unbelievable with how good he is. Uh, you 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 put the ball in Kevin Durant's hand. It's a it's guaranteed a bucket. I just. Every year, I'm like, same thing with Steph Curry. I watch these guys. I'm like, they can't get better. They can't get better. They're already so good. Yeah. And every year they come out and they're better. They're better. It, He's better. It's pretty insane. And it, and what, what's kind of insane is it felt like, you know, people got th- thought they were going to get caught in this moment when they started saying, oh, Katie is the best player in the league. Like, like after what happened like over the like over like last year right like he comes back from the injury two years ago comes back last year and like he's like oh yeah he's the best player in the league and it felt like people were thinking like whoa we gotta you know we gotta pause that a little bit like is he really no 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 he really is he really is the best player in the league he his his mid-range game is lethal we all know about it but you just kind of see it when in enhanced when people like james harden aren't getting their shot to fall when you know Joe Harris has spells where he can't shoot, and Pat, like Patty Mills can, you know he's not going to shoot seven for seven from three like he did in the first game every game. So when you need some scoring, the only person right now that is providing it is Kevin Durant. He's averaging twenty eight points per game in a league that's literally other than him, Demar Derozan, no one can score. Literally, no one can score. It's insane. So he's kind of like that breakthrough model that I feel people need to be working on their game to get to a point where they can be so automatic, like Kevin Durant from Mm -hmm. all three levels. Like we were talking about, especially the mid range, which I feel like if he could just continue to do that, no one's going to stop him. And I feel like people aren't looking at the mid range as much and they just, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what I'm seeing is a, maybe not a resurgence, but like, I'm seeing a lot of mid-range shots get taken, and they're good shots. I mean, yeah. if you look at the Bulls too, I mean, those guys like Demar Derozan, yeah, he that's kills what, from the mid-range. It's like the bulk of KD's uh, two-point percentage is sixty-three percent. Like, oh, like he's just automatic. Oh, my he's getting to I, and, I've been, and I've been watching a bunch of these Brooklyn Nets games, and he's getting to the rack at will. No, who cares who's guarding him? Right. So he he makes up for a lot of the deficits that they have they have with Kyrie not being there and some of the shooters not shooting well. So I really like his game. My surprise, because we know that Kevin Durant has been and will continue to play well as long as he's healthy, right? My surprise has has been Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm. I coming off of the the heart issue and then he retires and then he comes back and then you have this kind of hodgepodge <laughs> of Aldridge and Paul Millsap and Blake Griffin and Nick Claxton and like oh my god they're all like either old or don't know what the heck they're doing. Nick Claxton, <laughs> they have no idea. Like he's the he, he's the I don't know what they're doing. 
part. He's 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 <laughs> he looks like he's just like been hit in the head sometimes. Like he, <laughs> like somebody like Steve Nash is off off just on the sideline with a frying pan. Every time Nick Claxton's about to get on the court, he just hits him on the backside of the head, and then Nick Claxton's just kind of like he's got like the stars flying around, like the birds and the stars. Yeah, that's how. So, like, when we talk about LaMarcus Aldridge, I was like, oh, he's kind of be he's going to be in that middling area. He's been a surprise to me. I feel like the past couple of games, he's provided a spark of a little bit of offense, right? He's actually the third leading scorer. It's Kevin wow. Durant, James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge is almost at 13 points a game, 13 and five right now. So he's had games. He's had a 20 point game. He's had some, you know, teens games that I'm like, wow, like if he's able to stay healthy and he's only playing 20 minutes a game. So it's pretty impressive for for not playing more like being a starter but not playing starter minutes. Isn't that, that a dream though? Isn't that a yeah. dream? You're paying a guy minimum salary. Sure. He plays. He gives you 20 minutes and he gives you double digit points. It's, That's a it's, dream. It is. It is. You hope that like. And he's he's a you, little slow and a little old, but his defense yeah. is still there. You would have hoped that like they had somebody as like a consistent young center like you know what i mean like or like some a guy that like you didn't have to like take out as much and you could still play aldridge that minutes but just to have it in the in the beginning and something that's surprising knowing that he's coming off the like the 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 condition or the heart injury and then he he just he's like he's he's kind of back he's kind of back to that last year of the spurs which is like not great but still better than what they have already right like blake griffin isn't great Nick Claxton's not great. Paul Millsap is, I don't know what he, he does. James Johnson, <laughs> like they just have guys. They really just have guys. And I feel like if he can give something above that, elevated from what they got last year, it's such a bonus. And I think mm-hmm. that that's going to continue to keep them wrong. They've never had a real good big man since, you know, in the past couple of years. So uh, we'll see if Lamarcus Aldridge can stay healthy. Absolutely. All right. So that's, that's that. I think that the again, Kyrie is not playing. Ben Simmons is not playing. The yeah. situations are are continuing to evolve as we go throughout our days. It's just interesting to see. I mean, the one thing Shreya said is the most interesting to me is the amount of money that these guys are relinquishing. Now, I understand that mm-hmm. they're already multimillionaires, but man, when the money stops coming in, the money stops coming in, and nothing is ever guaranteed, even if you're at this level. And so, for Ben Simmons to get fined three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, my God. We will work for years, years before we can make that money. And he's just missing games. He's missing weeks and he's just losing. If Kyrie doesn't play this year, he loses like could lose up to like $17 million. That is money that unless we are incredible at investing and growing our wealth, we will not see. Yeah. It's just crazy to me that these guys are on another level. They're like, yeah, yeah, I don't know complicated issues but the money that they are letting go is astounding and it and it's it's so heightened because of their current contracts right like if this was a a person that maybe was on a minimum contract we'd look at him be like oh he's not playing but like it's comparatively like how much is it really costing him, right? Like, but then mm-hmm. when you look at that that perspective, and then you look at someone that's making a max deal, then you're like, wow, three hundred sixty thousand dollars is like one person's salary. Like you said, like it's it's just astounding. Like how how can somebody want to like want to give up that much money? And 
if they have the wherewithal to do so, I mean, they're doing it. Like we're not, no one's stopping them from doing so. And I guess it's up to the team to figure out, Hey, are we going to keep continuing this? And they've made our, they've made their decision. Like, like we got to figure out if we can make ours and how that's going to work out. So uh, the Nets are trying to see, you know, where Kyrie fits in again. I'm assuming they'll continue to keep saying, you know, we want him back. We want him back. But then in the future, right. How is Kyrie going to continue to fit in with the Nets plan? That's something to think of even past if he ever were to get vaccinated or something along those lines. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's, Shift gears here, and let's talk about not so much the broken players, but the broken teams of the NBA. These bottom three poor souls in each conference are just struggling. And my mm. question for everybody to consider, and my question for Shreyas, is, is there any turnaround? So let's start with the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. The bottom three from in ascending order, so from the lowest to the mo- le- you know highest, you know what I mean is the Pistons at the bottom, the Magic, and then the Pacers. Shreyas, for any of these teams, do you see a future this season? I'm not talking about playoffs, but I'm talking about like climbing some seeds and middling. I personally potentially maybe see it for the Pacers because they're not trying to tank. They're yeah. still like in this weird spot where they're trying to compete. They're just losing. They're 3-7 and seven right now. They've won some, but they've like lost some they've lost some and they have great players and they have a great new rookie it's just they're not they're just getting beat yeah it's like their players are playing well like carlos levert is back duarte has been one of the surprises of the of the league and i love i love these rookies and we're going to talk about a couple more but duarte is one of these little rookies that just knows how to score and he's getting an opportunity to show show that before TJ Warren comes back. So they have they have talent. Like Miles Turner has been playing well and, you know, defensively and at a great offensive rate at this point in his career. It feels like they shouldn't be as bad as they are, but for some reason they just get stagnant at points during games and they just they just can't score. And Sabonis is one of these guys where I feel like his his play has been more erratic than it was last year. And that's kind of causing the Pacers like like he'll have like a 20 25 point game or 23 point game and then the next game he has 8 or 10. And you're like, "Well, if you're going to be our top two scorer like you were last year and you know kind of push us to these push us to these wins, kind of get us to 500 and maybe get into the play-in game, you're going to have to play as good if not better than last year." And he's mm-hmm. not playing. He's not playing as good as last year, so mm-hmm. that's kind of the cause that they're not able to score enough points in a bunch of these games. They're not able, and their defense is just not. Other than Miles Turner and the kind of the interior defense, not not great. So, yeah, the Pacers because they have the talent, they have the mature talent at least. But I mean, I was just yeah. it's Sabonis. He's still like a great player, and Miles Turner has had a couple of great games. Yeah. And and Brogdon, it's all about his health. So he's played well. well same thing with TJ Warren. Same thing yeah. with TJ Warren. I mean, TJ Warren, <laughs> what a mystery, man. He like comes out and when he's healthy, he's a baller. And then he'll like stub his toe and then he's out for eight months. Mm. It just he'll, he'll like get injuries and he's been injured for 
a majority of his career, but he's still been able to like maintain crazy productions for like 15 to 20 game stretches. And then he's just gone. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel like they've learned to play without him, but because they have so many stretches, they have to kind of fill these pieces and they, those pieces end up just playing well. Like Duarte is one of these guys that I feel like Warren is not going to be back and ready to play 30 minutes right away. Right. He's missed the majority of the past two seasons at this point. So Duarte is going to get that starting role for until Warren can get into that kind of stage where he can ramp up his minutes. But Brogdon to me is, is the guy that needs to stay healthy because his, his game is so even, I don't know if that's the right word, but like he's able to score and then his passing is great. And then he's he's as, he's pretty efficient, right? And he hits threes. He hits all his free throws. He's a phenomenal free throw shooter. He's only missed one free throw all year. Um and then he's like a decent he's like a decent kind of like body in terms of guarding and stuff. He's not great, but like he's there. And I feel like he he needs to be out there. They can't ask TJ McConnell to continue to play 30 minutes a game and, you know, Justin Holiday to get into the starting lineup and produce because those guys, they can't put up the offensive production that Malcolm Brogdon can. But the past couple of years, Brogdon has been in and out of lineups and, you know, his rehab, like he he's not the, the quickest rehab from injuries and stuff, kind of these like lingering injuries. Right. It's kind of up to him and Sabonis to kind of just literally push this team to be 500. Because if they can't get, if they can't do that, this <laughs> team is please, toast. Just, yeah. Please help me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, what is it? The, 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 the myth of Sisyphus. Is that the one where, Sisyphus where he pushes the rock up the pushes hill? Pushes the rock. They literally are pushing yeah. the rock. And if, like, at the end of the hill, like, yeah, they get to 41, 41 it's or whatever. bad health problems, and they push the rock back down. And then the rock goes back <laughs> down because they're done, right? Like, yeah, so that's kind of the pace of right. season in a nutshell. But if they can even get to that point, that's kind of a win because they feel stagnant. So they have the most. Well, they they they, but, they feel regress- They feel regressive to me. I mean, they used to be like a playoff team where, yeah, yeah they might get swept in the first round yeah, consistently. But you're still making the playoffs. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. They haven't been the same since Reggie Miller left. I'll, I'll tell you that. They haven't been the same since Paul George left, <laughs> <laughs> let alone Reggie Miller. Like, at least Paul George could take him to the Easter Conference Finals. But, yeah. Reggie, like, you know what I mean? Like, when they had, you know, Paul George and Lance Stevenson and David West and Roy Hibbert and, oh, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, it they was had 2015. Yeah, like a like the 2013, 14, 15, like around that era. Yeah, that was a good that was a good team. It was a good they team. Like it was it was sneaky good. It was like what I would consider like the Jazz. This like the Jazz is the best like a years. team team. Yeah. Like a team team, you're like, "Whoa, they're the number 1 seed like or number 2." Like that that's crazy. Like I wouldn't expect that. And then they they go decent in the playoffs and then they, you know, they they bow out to the more talented team, but mm-hmm. that's the type of season you should be considering. It's just you know, when your best players are so injury prone, like Brogdon and Levert, like, yeah, obviously if they're healthy for the full season, this is a team that could definitely make like an eight seed or something, a seven or an eight mm-hmm. seed. Mm-hmm. But you can't expect 
these guys to 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 play more than maybe 50 55 games like yeah i don't see it happening yeah so Shreyas, for the other two teams in the East, I yeah. am just going to come out and say that I don't see anything. The Pistons are weird. The Pistons are really weird to me because they're just in this like middling area. They are. And I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Like I, I look at the Pistons and I'm not really sure like what their goal is. Right? They have some vets. They have some rookies. Cade Cunningham's you know debut has not mm-hmm. really been what people have expected. There have been rookies that have been a lot better than he has. Who got drafted? Oh my God, Scotty Barnes, probably he's one phenomenal. of my favorites right now. He's a he's a two way player from the get go. He's so polished, he's yeah. so refined, and he's a rookie, and he is dominant. Man, he does he does it all. And I, shoot the three, and I will say shoot the mid range dunk over everybody, yeah. block your shot, yeah. And I will say I was one of those people that I was surprised that they took Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs in the draft, but hey, they knew like, what they were doing. It's, it's they a better what they were doing. right now as of eight nine games it's a better pick obviously we have a lot of games to go in their careers but right now like that's what i that's my distinction so yeah so so the magic for me i can see what the direction is they are the opposite of like a nursing home they're a <laughs> development center it's all young guys they're just letting these young guys play they're you know you got cole anthony balling his heart out you got yeah. jalen suggs doing some stuff you got wendell out there sometimes you got the uh the wagner brothers you know, it's, yeah. it's a cool, it's a fun group. It's a bunch of young guys hanging out, and they're still losing games, but they're making some crazy shots. You know, just playing some some basketball. Like I would go play for the Magic. You know, well, if I what? if I knew that I was going to get some playing time, hang out with my bros, hang out with Terrence Ross. Like, yeah, <laughs> Wagner is dunking on people's head tops. Did you see that? Oh uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was yeah, a good. So, dunk. Oh. But it's a good place for if you're a young guy, right? Because they're like they are truly strictly in the rebuilding development mode for sure. They're, so I think their two and eight is less bad than the Pistons one and eight, which is the Pistons. I'm like, I don't see a future for you guys for the next five years. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. It's, you're not making moves. You traded away all your superstars. I mean, Jeremy, I feel bad for Jeremy Grant, man. He's such a good player. He, he is. Needs, he he picked the spot team. though. I know. Why did he do that? He's like, he's like, he, he well, chased I really like Eminem. <laughs> Honestly, I don't hate him for it because I don't know where else he would like. That was the year to cash out for him because he had a great year in, in Denver in, in Denver. Yeah. And um, it because of how the team's success kind of and his success kind of like combined, he was able mm-hmm. to get a really good contract for him in Detroit. And that was like the best contract. He chased the bag. So, you know, more power to him. But coming off of that, right now he's in a bad team making stats. I don't know if he's going to get the same contract and an extension somewhere else. Like it just the optics of it might look weird. Like yeah, he's still a good player, and maybe the 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 contracts get kind of inflated. But I don't know. This is kind of the the pains of being a part of a bad team is that you might be the best player in a bad team, but if you're not kind of playing better than you were on a good team then you're kind of like, oh, are you even progressing, right? He's not playing as good as he was last year, and then he's not playing as good as he was probably as a 30, 33-minute-per-game uh, player on the on the Nuggets. To, this is one of these years where if he's not going to produce all that well, he's probably not going to get the better contract than he did last mm. year. So. Well, he's still making that money. All he right, is. Sure, let's take yeah. a trip over to the Western Conference. Let's talk about the bottom three there, and then mm-hmm. we can – just sit in our depression. Let's see. So going from worst to least worst, 
mm-hmm. at the bottom you have the Pelicans, then the Rockets, then the OKC Thunder. Ugh. Uh, okay, the Thunder, interesting, and I'm looking at them, and they got a lot of – I mean, Josh Giddy has been great. I like him. Guy, guys, he, I think he's leading rookies in assists right now. He's got a pretty refined game. You can tell that he's played, you know, overseas at a professional level before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got great hair. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Incredibly Australian. And, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. You know, I'm questioning the direction of the Thunder because, again, they just keep getting, like, younger somehow every year. And they have 11 draft picks over the next four years, which I don't – you maybe trade – Maybe you draft. I don't know. I'm not really sure what they're doing, but it feels kind of the same way as like a development center where they're just playing young guys. They're just letting young guys get better. They're two and six respectable. They won their last game. You know, it happens. They beat the Lakers too. Don't forget that comeback win. Oh my God. (laughs) Whoa. Oh my God. More more about the Lakers, but Westbrook and AD were like hooping and then they were just like, yeah, all right. (laughs) <laughs> what are they gonna do <laughs> the i'm gonna stop caring and then they then the thunder were like no i want to win they came back yeah well i, I kind of want to talk about the thunder you bring up a good point is like they're in this middle area and yes they play their young guys but they're also like they confuse me because they're they're giving 20 minutes to Derek favors and they're starting him they're playing <laughs> they're playing mike muscala like 15 oh my minutes God. a game and the fact that he's still in the league <laughs> moose dude moose moose will always have a spot in people's hearts i guess because he's just he's just going from team to team and getting all the minutes off the bench does not matter where he is all, all the gms are like well hey why don't we give this muscala guy a try i think he's kind of a bright spot <laughs> and he kind of has been he's a fifth leading scorer it's pretty funny but yeah, so it feels weird because, like, yeah, you're obviously you want to highlight uh, SGA as, as much as possible. So you Basil- can trade him and get more draft picks. I agree, <laughs> I agree Shreyas, man. I could, yeah. You know Sam Presti's like, hmm, we'll trade hmm. SGA f- back for Hal Horford and all of your picks. <laughs> like, like, they just keep trading. Hmm, I know we just had Kemba Walker for, like, 16 days but we we have this jersey in and no one's worn it for the past like two months and we we we, we're gonna lose a lot of money so let's bring Lonnie walker fit in there (laughs) yeah yeah, they're like looking for the size (laughs) Bonnie, can you fit in a men's extra small (laughs) kemba's actually he's like a tall dude like he's like what 511 six foot yeah Yeah, he's six six foot. foot Yeah. Like that's that's a that's a reasonably tall dude. Just on the NBA court, man, he he looks like he's like a freaking it's, a, it's yeah, it's just the comparison point, man. When you have freaking Porzingis and Boban, like you know what I mean? Like Kemba Walker's gonna look small, even though Kemba Walker is taller than get, me. But I would get my rear end dunked on so fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But back to the Thunder. SGA obviously gonna highlight him. I don't kind of know what Lou Dort and Baisley bring. Lou Dort is one of these players I like, and it felt like, you know, that playoff run, that like first that series where they had Chris Paul, Lou Dort kind of was like, wow, he's a guy that they could kind of build around. But over the past two years without Chris Paul, Lou Dort has kind of been asked to shoulder a little more. And, and he's a kinda, testament to how great Chris Paul is. Yes. 
Because he kind of does a, a little bit, but he's not as great as we saw him over that over that year, right? Darius Baisley, he's just not he's just not efficient. Like he gets he gets his points and sometimes he gets his rebounds, but he shoots. It doesn't matter if there are free throw rules. It doesn't matter if there are no free throw rules. He shoots. He can't hit the ocean if he was on the beach. So I don't I don't understand kind of what his development's been like. So it feels like they have a all these players that yes they're young and they kind of do something, but I don't see as much potential other than maybe SGA and Giddy. That's really what I feel like. And they all these like Dort, Baisley, and then everyone else on the team. Like I thought Roby, I thought Isaiah Roby would be featured more. He's averaging 10 minutes a game. Mm. Uh, and Derek Favors is getting starts over him. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I had to read that out uh, loud because I didn't know if I was saying it right. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is also playing more minutes than him. So I'm confused. I don't know where those picks are going to go. I don't know if they're going to get veterans. It feels like every dra- every uh, trade deadline, they'll just get more stuff and they won't give up anything. Like, there isn't a guy better than LeBron James, guys. You have enough to get LeBron James. I don't think you can get a better player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what? who are you going to get? Like, Thanos? Like, he can't <laughs> play basketball. I don't understand. Fine. So I'll do it myself. <laughs> Where did it bring you? Back to me. Like, like how many assets do you need, right? <laughs> Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives. The playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs. That's the new. That's the new playoff. I uh, made a joke man. to somebody the other day. It was mean. I was talking. We were talking about allergies and something. We're, then we started talking about basketball, and their team was one of the bottom three. And I said, "Man, you guys just must be allergic to something." And that something's called the playoffs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, allergic to winning. <laughs> allergic to winning. Oh God, we're about to win. Let's throw. All right, so Trey is outside yeah. of the Thunder. Uh, Rockets and Pelicans. Rockets, hmm. Um, I probably like them the most. I like them, yeah. They're a fast-paced, young team. Yeah. It feels like Christian Wood, even though he's only, like, what, like 25 or he's something? He's an old like, man. He's an he's, old head. He's seen it all. Yeah, he's super mature, and he balls his ass off. Like, that's all you want, right? And he's mm-hmm. – he, I, I love him. As long as he stays healthy – Great, great player. They have a lot of shooters that kind of can't shoot right now, but I feel like as they get into their own, like the mm-hmm. Jalen Greens and the Kevin Porter Juniors, they'll they'll be mid-teen scorers, like, mm-hmm. and it'll be cool. So I kind of like them because they they don't they don't give an f, like they just play and like they don't care that they're playing the Lakers and they don't care that they're playing the Jazz. They just kind of they just throw it all out there, and if it gets them a win, they win, and if they don't win, most of the time they won't, they lose. So. <laughs> I like that attitude from a young team. So yeah, yeah, they're probably the most likable of the three. I agree. I agree. Did you know also that Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. are the same height? Is that include Jalen Green's hair? Uh no, hair not oh, included. Okay. Sorry. Well, they okay. both have big hair. You know yeah. what? So, oh, yes, I, love, I, I kind of like the Kevin Porter Jr. the little braid in the front, or the two braids in the front. I thought yeah. I think that's kind of different. So yeah, like okay, I gotta big... say though, Colin Sexton did it first. So Colin Sexton has the the two braids in the front. I know he has that hair, but does he have he the did, braids in the front? He did. He did it. Oh, one he point. took them out. Oh, I must not have remembered. It, it makes sense. They're on the same team. Must have got it from him. 
Uh, yeah, so I know I agree. Uh, they got to do something with uh, John Wall. They just got to. Yeah, they got to get like a the just, 60th overall pick or something. They just got to. I don't know. Just I don't know what they him, get from. Just get something. Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a huge contract. It is massive. <laughs> it is so. It is one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. I've like ever seen. Yeah, it's a lot. It's oh. uh, it's a lot. Like, I don't know why John Wall didn't stay with the Wizards. Yeah, yeah like and the and well, I mean, they kicked him out. Like he was already he's already getting injured all the time, right? And yeah, they weren't well, yeah. getting. They had already peaked, right? That I felt like that 2017 season when they made it to to Game Seven against us. Uh was their kind of their peak. Like they hadn't really done much after that. And then uh, like, you know, the injuries started to get the best of him. And then they, they, the wizards really flipped him. Like, yeah, they get Westbrook and then they flip Westbrook and then they get some decent pieces. Like they get Harold decent role players. Yeah. They get some decent. I, I don't know what it is about the Lakers taking all their role players to try to trade for star power. Your role players are what what give you the bread and butter. I mean, you won with the role players. It shows that that bench, like they're using someone named Austin Reeves. I don't know who he is. And <laughs> he's I feel like he's like people in L.A. are trying to make him take the Caruso role because he's just like this one white guy that can like like do like run up and down the court. Oh, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, dude, he's the coldest shooter out here. Yeah, but I'm like, no, I think you just like him because he like that. You think he's the next Caruso, but it's, it's really because they have. Guy. Come on, give him some props. Yeah, but I feel like, but as a fan perspective, you're like, oh, he's good. He's the best. Thing. Yeah, like he's like this. Like he, they're like cheering for him, like Scal or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it's because they're playing him because they don't have the bench pieces that they did last year. You know what I mean? Like he's and getting GHG minutes he is still hurt yeah they, he's, he's still getting he's getting minutes so yeah we'll, we'll talk about that sp- on a separate time but it felt like the wizards did good to get john wall out of there because they flipped him out and now they can have players that actually will play 25 the, the, and the minutes. wizards the wizards are looking like a mid-tier eastern conference team surprisingly enough to everybody's They're, shock and awe. i like it i i yeah all right so before we go sure the last you got to talk, talk about this yeah. <laughs> As I said before, the proof is in the pudding, and Zion's been eating too much of it. One in nine pelicans. <laughs> Boom. Roast it. Zion, you're fat. Boom. Roast it. Just kidding. Don't body shame, but man, that is, he is a large boy for NBA shape, and everybody's talking about the things that I was saying for years. <laughs> I have been justified. I have been vindicted into all of those haters saying that Zion's going to be the next great thing. Zion is an overhype. Zion's an awesome player. Zion's better than John Morant. Yeah, mm. I didn't think so. He's been injured for the majority of his career. He gained a lot of weight, and if you saw the video of him warming up, he looks like Charles and Shaq, Charles and Shaq's baby, and they had a great time. But he looks not good. He looks like clunky, and I think he's just going to stay hurt. He's not everything that he's cracked up to be. He, in my mind, is the most overhyped player, and it's insane how bad the Pelicans are looking. And what I think is going to happen, what I'm fairly certain about, is that he's going to say, "Oh well, the Pelicans aren't winning, so I demand to go somewhere else." And because for some reason. He is still the media's love child. They're going to be like, oh, Zion deserves to be on a winning team because he's a one-dimensional player, which is what I was saying the entire time. (laughs) And to that hater in the comments on our Instagram, eat it. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's ridiculous. He's a one-dimensional player, and he clearly, he, how can he worry about developing his game when he has to worry about getting in shape? Yeah. Just like Kenny the Jet Smith said, he said, you don't play basketball to get in shape. You get in shape to play basketball. Exactly. And I, I, I really took a lot from that comment because, yeah, like if, if you're trying to kind of speed, speed things up at the beginning of the season, like I kind of ramp up, that means you didn't do enough in the offseason. Whether or not like it was up to you because of an injury, you didn't do enough in the offseason. And especially if you weren't injured, you didn't do enough in the offseason to – to get into game shape and to get to play basketball. So Zion is one of those cases where, yeah, he had the, he had the surgery, but you have to continue conditioning, even though like once you're ready to do some sort of activity, whether or not you're sitting or you're not, you're walking, you can do things to continue conditioning. Sure. I'm, I'm, I, even though I can't play basketball, I can still go for a run. Yeah. I'm going to go for a run. I'm not yeah, a professional like- athlete, but I like to play. So I'm going to take it into my own hands and do it. And I understand. Listen, Zion, I understand. I've been to New Orleans before. That food is mm, mm, mm. that is I'm not kidding. The yeah, best that's fried a, chicken I've ever that's had. That's a couple of po' boys he's had. That's a couple of po' boys. Oh, the best po' boys. Like the best shrimp I've ever Benet, had. Beignets, right? Beignets. The best beans I've ever had. Oh, the best beans goodness. you've ever had? Oh, yeah. Down in New Orleans. Oh, they, it was like this like red bean, like just like stew spread thing. And it was like a mm. like a mm. what are they what do they call it what is that thing they do uh mm. like like uh like a creole type dish or something don't they have like creole food down there in? was i had one of those that was delicious yeah it was like it was oh, like yeah. creole beans but then um oh. there was another one it was just like this like red bean like spread and it was oh okay and you're, you you oh you're, God, you're saying that zion can can uh can put down a couple of those cuz they're that good i think so i think he has been <laughs> And listen, also, serious note, don't shame other people's bodies, okay? It's not okay. It's never cool. And if somebody can't change something about themselves, like, don't, why would you make them feel bad? So we're talking about, you know, being like a true shooter or like a dominant forward or big man. Yeah. Even like a Giannis, Joel Embiid, Christian Wood. There's three guys I'm going to pull out. Even Jokic. Jokic lost weight. Jokic wasn't playing as well when he was heavier, even though maybe, yeah, he could move guys around easier because he has the weight and strength. He lost weight and he became the MVP. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is a big guy, but he's still like limber and and pretty lean. Giannis is lean as heck. Oh my gosh! And, and so are all these guys. I mean, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's a bucket, but he's wicked skinny. But just you see all these players, and they're lean, agile, fast, and their power output is crazy. But they don't have a lot of like raw muscle on them. Yeah, and that's just the NBA type. That's for that sport is a great body type and a great physicality to have. Zion is like a freaking. He's like a center. On like a football team, like he he is he is a lineman through and through. You're yeah. not meant to be jumping with that much pressure exerted on your joints and on your tendons. I mean, think about that. Like, yes, the muscle is a good thing because he can jump out the gym, but what that's doing to his knees and to his ankles and to his hips, it's just pulling and causing all this strain. It's and landing too. My God, you just have to be careful. Yeah, there's something there's something to be said about filling out a frame for basketball and then kind of like in a sense going overboard, right? Like, like we talked about it with Shaq where Shaq gained a lot of weight to play as dominant as he played. But then what happens? Like, now you're putting so much pressure on those joints and 
even if even though no one can kind of stop you if you continue that same style of play but at that like you know weight level weight weight you know what I mean like that that high of a weight right that weight class that weight class you're going to you're going to play well for a certain amount of time but then you're not going to you're not going to last because you're just going to continue to be broken down and worn down because you're just that your body can't withstand that much pressure. So it's the same thing that it's happening with Zion. And I hope the best for him because that was a, that was a, that was a, a assumption coming out of the league that like, okay, yes, he's definitely built different, but how is his work ethic off, off the court? How is he going to condition his body to, to, lengthen his career past the first couple you know four or five years where he can just you know depend on his athleticism and that body i'll say it again shreyas he hasn't even been able to do that because he spent the past three years injured yeah he he's been injured he's been injured more than he has played or been able to play it's 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 crazy to me And, and and if i were him i mean my health would be my number one priority and i understand that like a bigger build it just naturally is going to result in like a bigger body and a higher weight class. Yeah. There are still ways to change that. There are ways that I could be theoretically like 300 pounds, you know, even though I've always like had a relatively fast metabolism, I've always been like really like lean. I, I, you could put on weight, you can lose weight, you can put it on. And when you have the best trainers, the best nutritionists and the best like doctors, there should be no, should be no excuse. And, yeah. and especially now that like the media is like, wow, we're actually legitimately concerned about your weight. Hmm. So I said it before. I said it years ago, people. Come on. Yeah. Overhyped. And, and I will say this. When Zion's on the court, he's he's a force, right? Like we're not saying, oh, his weight is a detriment to how like – his weight has his weight has been a detriment, and it continues to be a detriment if he stays at this class to like his the longevity of his career. But he can still continue to play well. Like he has the talent. Last year, I felt like he was able to kind of you know get his vision was getting better, and he was like he has some of that basketball IQ. And but if he can't get the physical part right then it's going to be all for naught. That's the one thing. It's like there's so much – there is untapped potential there. Like he like he played 61 games last year, averaged 27 points, and he averaged almost four assists. Uh-huh. But like what's that all for if he's not going to stay on the court? So that's that's the only thing we kind of – it just feels very murky of a situation. Him, Brandon Ingram's always in and out with injuries, and we know I love him more than I, I love Zion. I think Brandon Ingram is a, is a general. He can kind of do everything out there on the court. Uh, Brandon Ingram's awesome. But He's like, awesome. Just, He's a bucket. But they're just, I don't know, they just kind of get injured all the time. Jonas Valanciunas this year, though. Oh, man. Uh, I did not expect it, but oh, I, it is a welcome Think about set. how far... Think about a surprise to be sure, but welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Think about how far he's come from when he was when he was balling out on the Raptors, but like not really, not to this caliber. And mm-hmm. then he was balling out on the Grizzlies, and now he's balling, balling out on the Pelicans. And you got, you, I mean, look, you got a great role player in Josh Hart. You got Devonte Graham, who's still like got a lot to learn, but he's like showing he's playing well. promise. Yeah. You got Alexander Walker, right? You, you got good old Willie Hernan Gomez, Thomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, who's your veteran presence. You know, Kira Lewis Jr. I, you got you got some good guys on, yeah, the, they, on the squad. 
they got they got some players. Their top end talent obviously has to be better, right? Like they have to be healthy and better. But they have some surprise players, and it's just they, of the three teams that we talked about today, Max from the Western Conference, they seem to have like the worst end. They're just they're just they have no. I don't think they have any potential. And it's gonna point. be Zion being like, "Well, uh, you guys, uh, I can't win if I stay here, so I have to go." Even though, buddy, if you came back, you could help your team win. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just crazy. To me it's up to him. It's like, all up to him too. Like it's, it's literally all up to him. There's nothing and the it, team it, has just, done wrong. Exactly. And it's weird that he's just a big gray area that people are like, "We don't know when he's coming back." Weird. 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 Anyway, well, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Trace, and we will see you next time. Peace.